Welcome to Fran Path Consulting Podcast. I'm Sam Schweitzer. And I'm Brittany Bodie. And together we are Fran Path Consulting. Hey, Sam, how's your week been? It has been fantastic, but also very busy. Just preparing to leave on vacation with my husband and kids on Sunday. So getting everybody COVID tested <laughs> and then myself, you know, Manny Petty spray tan as I have see-through skin. <laughs> so <laughs> along with client fun and, you know, doing – we've had some clients that have become new franchisees this week, which is always just a blast. Yeah. Yeah, it's exciting. And you have a very well-deserved vacation coming up. It's been a while since you've been on vacation. So I'm excited for you. We have a lot going on right now. I mean, always good things when we have great client calls and we have people moving forward with brands they're excited about. But you and I looked probably last weekend, I guess it was, we were having a working weekend at goals that we set when we started building the vision for this company. And we have far exceeded our goals. And I say that not as like a, a, a way to brag, but just for all the small business owners or people considering being a small business owner out there, set goals for yourself so you can celebrate when you meet those goals. And then also be willing and able to pivot and adjust those goals as needed. Yeah, it was pretty wild to open up. We were really just cleaning out our files in preparation because we're we're onboarding a lot of people in the next four weeks. And so really organizing files, making sure all of our training documents were ready to go. And we stumbled across that very first set of goals. And man, was it really cool to see what we had anticipated doing and the track that we thought we would take and how long we thought it would take to achieve those things. And then where we are, you know, about a year into this right now. So wow, is all I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. And you brought up a good point. You know, we're cleaning out files, getting ready for people. And we thought, you know, next year, maybe Q1 or so, we would get to make our first hire and bring on a full-time administrative support director. And we're onboarding someone next week. So we're really excited for that. And then I think, you know, one thing that you and I really knew when we launched this business was we wanted to surround ourselves with great people. We didn't want to be the smartest person on the bus. We knew that we wanted to pour into others and teach and mentor. We were really lacking that in our last roles. So that was something that was exciting and important to us. And so we're getting to do that way quicker than we anticipated, which is great. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. We really both felt this void of team building and really getting to share our knowledge with other people, but also to absorb other people's knowledge. And I think on our sheet, it said we wanted to grow our team by adding additional consultants in 2024. We thought we would add <laughs> another consultant to our team. And so we have just been absolutely so lucky because we have a ton of amazing people surrounding us that we were able to bring on. And at the end of August, we will be growing our team by three additional consultants at Frampath Consulting, all coming in at the same time. So we're either nuts, incredibly blessed, <laughs> or both. <laughs> um, 
but we do have one of them joining us today. So I am really happy to introduce Jamie Major. He is a multi-unit, multi-brand franchisee with Ellie Mental Health and Smash My Trash. Thanks for joining us, Jamie. Hi, Sam. Thanks for having me. Hi, Brittany. Hi, Jamie. Thanks for being here. We are really excited. You know, I had the opportunity to work with you as you explored Smash My Trash and then reconnected with you and worked with you as you looked at the Ellie opportunity. And I am just so thrilled to have you here today and to make the official announcement that you are joining our team. So thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for the invite and uh, trusting me to come in under your umbrella and in uh, the guidance along the way. And this is this is exciting for all of us. Thank you. Yeah, we're very excited. So I spilled a little bit about kind of what businesses you're invested in and how I met you, but tell us a little bit more about your background because you've had a really interesting career path and I think you've gained a lot of skill sets that have helped you become successful as an entrepreneur. So tell us more about your background. Well, I started my career uh, as a street cop um, in Metro Atlanta. And, um, I'll never forget running around at night shift and and working my beat and driving around to all the little small businesses around. And you see the business names on the marquee and you go and Google them and you look up what they do, who owns it. And then you start setting their background. I always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I just didn't know how to get there. I didn't, I didn't know where, where the path would lead. So I just kept reading and reading and reading. And ultimately I ended up in the C-suite of a, of a, pretty large organization after getting some degrees and, and navigating through, but the corporate life just, it sucks. The entrepreneurial path is the, is the way to go. And it took a while to get there through some unconventional methods, but there's no better freedom than you can ask for. I don't disagree with that at all. And coming from a law enforcement family, I think entrepreneurship is about as far as you can get from law enforcement. It, you know, it's, it really is. It's, not as steady. There's not the same cadence of, you know, promotions. There's no set schedule for moving up. You know, my dad would always know he was going to be a GS-13, then he was going to be a GS-14. And it was always, you had to do this and you had to move. And it's not really set up that way, you know, for an entrepreneur. You're starting with making ends meet and you're really kind of moving into different things. So I think it's so interesting that you even knew there as a beat cop, that you that was something you wanted to do. So it really is something inside of you. So when you think back to that time and then kind of as you've moved throughout your life, what was the catalyst to you really starting to explore that entrepreneurial spirit and then ultimately deciding to become a franchisee? I can't tell you how many books I've read on business ownership. And I went and got a couple degrees because I thought spending $50,000 and surrounding myself with some academia would be the solution there. And that didn't work. Um, went through tons of online resources and podcasts and videos and chatting. And I, and I go back to the days of being a street cop. I remember talking to a guy that owned a Zaxby's Chicken. And it was back in the day when he was it was in Atlanta and he was laid off from one of the big companies their Home Depot or Georgia Pacific or uh, I can't remember what company he worked for. But anyway, he was laid off from from his corporation. I was asking him, like, how did you get into Zaxby's? And that was the common theme of always picking people's brain. And he said to me, he said, it's just it's no different than a 401k. I mean, 
this corporate group that I just put 25 years in threw me to the corner here. So why am I going to go back to the same well and go back looking for a job? So he invested in a Zaxby's franchise. I'll never forget the conversation with a guy, but he pitched it to me like it's an investment. It's the return that I can now give something to my son, who was also there helping him run it, who's kid was probably 20 years old at the time. And those little conversations that you have with people are impactful, right? Plant seeds and these seeds continue to grow. Ultimately, and then my wife is, has been in franchising longer than I have. She's been on the corporate side of franchising. She works for Trop- She did work for Tropical Smoothie. And what I saw with her and all of her peers and friends that she worked with on the back end, and she worked with some other brands before Tropical Smoothie, but it's the amount of passion and time and effort they put into helping their franchisees be successful. It's not hyperbole. You're not buying into a system or investing into a system, as my Zaxby's friend told me, and not get a return on it. There is a team of competent professionals that really care about your success. They really care about ensuring that there's mutual interest there. And not every brand has that. And that's part of the job of a broker here is to help steer that. But that was part of it too, is I saw how passionate she was about helping her franchisees be successful. And when they called and shared some sort of success story with her, that was her, that was her motivation. And that's not only her, but all the other folks that I saw that she worked with on the corporate side in the back end of a system of a franchise. And it's Ultimately, all roads led to franchising for me. I didn't realize it. I wish I would have figured it out a long time ago, but ultimately that's where it led down to. Well, I think it's really interesting, the story that you share about this gentleman that bought Saxby's franchises. I think the misconception that most people have when I speak to them is they're like, well, the job is the secure path. Well, your job can leave you at any time. Who's to say that that is the ultimate security blanket? You don't get to decide if you want to leave your job all the time. Sometimes your your job leaves you. So I think that's really interesting that he was like, no, I don't want to go through this again. I don't want to risk being in a position that my job is going to wake up and leave me. I want to build something that I have full control and autonomy over. And then I, I love that you speak to the support element too. I mean, your wife is fantastic at what she does. And it is the piece of franchising that I buy into so heavily is you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You have the systems and the support in place. So I think those are both really great points that you made. When Sam introduced you, she said the two concepts that you're invested in. So Ellie Mental Health and Smash My Trash. Those are two very different concepts. So tell us, how did you land on those two? What exactly were you looking for in a franchise when you were exploring opportunities? Uh, in hindsight, I didn't know what I was looking for. I had made some decisions and I, and going back to the days of being a cop, I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to own a business. So ultimately I had to break this down into small bite-sized pieces. And I made a decision that I'm going to either buy a business or start a business. That was a decision. I committed myself to it. You said you guys set goals for yourself. I set a goal for myself and I'm going to do this. Now I just have to figure out how. So the first step was we're going to own a business. That was a decision. It's committed. There's no backing up from it. And then from there, through the process of going through NDAs and going through online businesses for sale and talking to anybody who would give me the moment of time to speak to them about their business, um, I ended up deciding that I wanted to own a franchise. So then you have to look at, do I buy a franchise that's existing? Do I uh, start one? Like, it's just another process. That was another point in the decision process. So ultimately, I ended up filling out one of those online forms online. 
after calling, I can't tell you how many franchises I called and, and probably on record and file with and going through the process with them. And I really, it was just overwhelming, right? It was overwhelming of, of all the information out there. And ultimately I didn't know what I was looking for. I just wanted a business that I could make money on and own it, be passionate about it and feel it and then enjoy it. So this was when I got into smash, it was during uh, the beginning of COVID. So brick and mortar scared me off. I didn't understand uh, how COVID was going to impact society. I, I think we, it's pretty clear now, but um, so brick and mortar scared us off then. And I have been a senior level executive for a decent part of my career and managing people is not fun. So you swipe off of managing a bunch of people. That was another piece of it. I didn't want a, a high employee count. So you start whittling it down and whittling it down and whittling it down and your, your decision starts to become clear. And there were some really good brands that I looked at. Pertech Hydraulics is one um, that stands out. I, I, I think it's a good model. Um, I dabbled with that. I didn't want a brick and mortar. I wanted something that was B2B. I like engaging with other businesses. And ultimately, Smash led me to a value proposition where regardless of where the economy goes, you're going to have trash. Trash is not going away. Our society and our, our business community is not just going to come to a screeching halt. The American economy is stronger than that. And the resiliency of entrepreneurs and people and businesses are going to persevere one way or another. So I knew trash was safe and there was nobody in that space. And ultimately, when you look at the numbers of Smash, the financial numbers of it, and, and I put myself in the shoes of the customer, I could feel it. I could breathe it. I could, I could understand it. I believed in it. So we were in. Um, and that's proven to be pretty true. It's been fun. It's not an easy business to be in. Trash is, 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 uh, not always fun, but it is, it's not boring by any means. So I, I didn't even know Smash My Trash existed. And then with Ellie, it, I came back to the, well, I, that's when you and I connected, Brittany, I came back to you and just said, Hey, I'm, I'm hungry for more. I'm ready for more. This is, this is going well. I don't know what, I don't know where, you know, you and I went through a, some, your process and some of the questions and, and um, ultimately, mental health is a huge industry, but it's also a problem that we all talk about. We all see it on TV, but there's no solution provided for it. Um, and Ellie, mental health is non-traditional. It's emerging brand. I believe in the system. I believe in the people that are running it behind the scenes um, more and more every single day that I interact with them. And it's tangible. It's, it is providing a value to the community and to the recipients of the services. And even though Smash is completely different, you're providing a value to the recipients that they can see, feel, touch. Uh, it's tangible. You cannot BS your way through either business. And that's 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 what I like about both of them. They're two to totally polar opposite business models, but ultimately they are um, community focused and providing value to the individuals that receive the services. And I like that. I think it's so cool to hear you talk about this and really connect those two businesses because if we just looked at the names and maybe four bullet points on either of those and said, what are the commonalities? But you're exactly right. They're people and community focused and they're always necessary. It doesn't matter what happens in the economy. It doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Those are two necessary services, mental health and trash. So I think really, as you kind of analyze those, I didn't think they would have so many things in the similarities category, but hearing you go through that, I was like, yeah, I could see how the same person would own both of those businesses. So 
you kind of walked us through why you chose the businesses you did. And obviously, you've looked at franchise opportunities several times, some on your own. So what really made you decide to work with a consultant? Yeah, ultimately, it was on accident. So I, when I was going through this process of trying, I made the decision to buy a business. I made the decision to buy a, a franchise. And I was going through this process of looking at all these different brands online. And like I said, I'd reached out to a handful of them and gone through some diligence process with some of them. I even tried to get financing on one of them uh, before I signed an agreement. And then that was during COVID and that or right when COVID was starting. So that blew up in my face. Um, ultimately, what I realized is I needed somebody on my side. I needed an advocate. And didn't fully understand what, at the time, I didn't fully understand what a, a good consultant could do for me. So I ended up filling out one of those forms online, um, which uh, has its ups and downs, but I ended up turning my phone off because my phone blew up so much and everyone's calling me and emailing me. And ultimately I, I decided to basically interview a handful of these folks and, and talk through them. And at that point, it was an emotional decision to me. Who could I work with that I felt understood me, understood my situation, who asked the right questions, who had who had walked in some shoes similar to mine, um, who really cared about my success and wasn't just trying to sell me snake oil. And frankly, some of them are. And it it that's not comfortable to somebody in the in on the on the other side of the table. And you, you when your BS meter goes high, I'm out. And I ended up working with a gentleman who was very helpful, um, very kind guy. And he he has a good, solid business mindset. And I could tell that quickly. He understood numbers. He understood um, he understood how to take the business and scale it. He understood the risk to it. There was, there was very little BS to it. And I worked with a couple others that were really good along the way, too. But ultimately, that's that's how I worked through um, through the Smash deal with. And then through that is when I met Brittany, who was with, with representing Smash at the time. And when you talk about the way that somebody, you can always, sometimes you'll forget what people say or what they do, but you always remember the way people feel. And Brittany, if you'll take the compliment here, I knew that you cared about the interests of the people that you were working with. I knew that, yes, you were trying to get people through a process. Yes, you were trying to get people into the brand. You were trying to build a pipeline. Yes, all that's clear and transparent. But I could tell that you genuinely cared about the success of the brand and of the people going into it. Um, and that was an emotional feeling, but I knew that it, and as of, we've gotten to know each other better, um, since then I, it's genuine. There, there's, there's, that's not hyperbole. It is totally genuine there. And so that's when I wanted to go back to the well again, I called you, I said, Hey, I want to, I want to, I want to do this again. I don't know what, I don't know where, um, but let's, let's take a swing at it. I'm not in a hurry, but let's take a swing. Wow. Well, I first and foremost, thank you for that compliment. I mean, there's no better compliment to me at the end of the day. Like I'm really, really passionate about what I do. And so that means a lot that you recognize that I genuinely care about the people that I put into business and the businesses that I work with. So thank you for that. Um, you know, when I met you, when I first started working with you and and the consultant that introduced you, and you are right, he's fantastic. He's one of the best. When I was working with you, you started the journey as a semi-absentee franchisee. So you were an HR executive at a major corporation. You had large teams underneath you, and you were looking at it from a semi-absentee perspective. Then we connected again once you saw, you know, that I had moved to consulting and you're ready to look at the next round of opportunities. And as conversations continued, then you reached a point where you wanted to be all in, if you will. 
And then, you know, Sam introduced it as in the beginning, you're, you're our first big announcement that you are joining our team as a consultant. So you obviously believe in franchising. You obviously believe in the value of a consultant. So tell us more about what led you to joining our team and becoming a consultant yourself. I trust is the biggest factor. I trust you and Sam. I know that you are genuine about wanting the best for the people that you work with. Um, you are not going to put people into a business that you don't believe in. You take the time to get to know the business, the executives running behind the, the behind the scenes of the system. You study the numbers, you study the models, you study the success, you talk to other franchisees. It's a lot of relationship and networking here. But I see that what you're doing is genuine. And I have referred numerous friends to you, people that I care very dearly about, um, who have been placed recently and they're ecstatic. They're, they're incredibly happy with the service that you provided them. Uh, they understood the value of having somebody in their corner to advocate for them. And I want to be that person. I want to, I want to, I don't have any desire to lead your business. Um, I'm not going to get out and, and run as hard and fast as you guys are in this, but there I find myself constantly talking to people about franchising and singing the praises to it. And it's, it's a, it's a, it's a bug that's not going to go away all the way back from my wife telling me about it for the past decade and now to, to personally being in it and um, go to my daughter's volleyball games. Hey, let me tell you about some franchising. The guy sitting next to you, what do you do? Let me tell you about franchising. My old cop friends, let me tell you about franchising and walking them through it. Like you don't have the, the folks that are in corporate life and they're always complaining that it's not fun or corporate life sucks. And that's the reality of it. I mean, you can have all these, these cute Facebook messages and these cute LinkedIn posts for corporate life and these, these corporate perks, or you go to the company parties where everyone pretends to care about each other. And um, all that's fun and dandy. And sometimes it's true, but the reality is it's not fun. And most people complain about their job and that's a choice. You don't have to be there getting into franchising or getting into business ownership and entrepreneurship is not that hard. You break it down step-by-step step and you have an advocate that works for you, that helps you, that understands the system behind the scenes, that understands the brands that they're talking to you about. They care about you as an individual. Um, that, there's no greater feeling to me than for my friend who comes back to me and says, I'm so happy I'm joining this brand. I'm signed up. I pulled the trigger. We're doing it. Um, it it's just an exhilarating feeling that is more satisfying and more rewarding to see these people taste the freedom, to taste the ability to express their own creativity, to provide value to their communities and not be stuck under the corporate thumb of somebody with an ego that's telling you what to do and has no idea of the reality of it. It, it, is, it is exhilarating and I want to help people get there. Um, I can and I, I believe in just entrepreneurship and helping them. And, and it's exciting to be a part of that. I think we may just have to change our mission statement to FranPath, taste the freedom. I mean, that is, that's some branding. My, my marketing brain went, whoop, maybe the path to success through business ownership sounds a little bit boring next to taste the freedom. So I do love that. And I'm definitely writing that one down. And Brittany is making a face because she's like, then we have to update the website. We have to do all these things. And I don't think about that. Brittany does. That's why we're good partners. <laughs> You know, I can make anything happen. So all, all your ideas, we'll take them and run with them. <laughs> this is true. So 
You talked about working with different consultants. You talked about really why you decided to move into becoming a consultant yourself. So what value do you truly think that a good consultant adds to this process? And then as you think back through the good, the bad, the consultants that kind of threw you off, anybody, what should someone look for when they're trying to identify a consultant that they want to work with? I would say follow your instinct. It is okay to be emotional. It is okay. And I would personally encourage people to follow your instinct and follow somebody that you trust. You, Your spiky sense knows that if this is a, the right fit for you, if, there, if that individual is not listening to you and asking the right questions to understand your situation, everyone's situation is different. Everyone has different motivations, different desires, different family dynamics, different time commitments, different expectations. Everybody is different. And there are so many business opportunities to steer somebody towards. And when you trust a consultant to steer you, you really, really, really need to trust that person. So I would encourage people to go and social media stalk the individual that you're that you're considering. Like go and look at the their find their Facebook or their Instagram or their LinkedIn and look at their activity and uh, see what they're about, see what their see what their common themes are. If that aligns with your vision and your values, then you might have a fit. If that person understands uh, the numbers and the the metrics behind the business that that they're proposing to you, they better understand it. Then that's a good sign. But if you catch them flat footed, they're not advocating for you. And a good consultant will advocate for you and tell you the truth. You might not like the truth at the moment, but they're going to speak the truth to you and help you. That's their job. And that's that's the value that they're bringing to the table to ensure that you are successful, to ensure that the, there's a marriage between you as a person or your family, whatever, or your business partners, whatever the dynamic is, and the brand or the business model that you're going into. And so it's a lot of Q&A. It's a, it's, a, it's a dating session. It's, a, it's finding a marriage. And when you find a team that you can work with, it's no different than having a, to me, it's having a, a good accountant behind the scenes or having a good lawyer behind the scenes. You're building and surrounding yourself with people who are advocating for you and ensuring your success. And that is the role that a consultant will provide to you. But you got to follow your instinct, follow your gut, take recommendations from friends, peers, coworkers, whoever you can that's been through this process. And frankly, just call for Ampath. That's really, really good advice and good insight. And I think sometimes people come to us and, and a, the immediate gut reaction is, I just want to hear about numbers. I just want to tell you how much money I need to make. I want to tell you how much I want to invest. I need to know how much the business needs to make. But sometimes it's more about that. It's always, there's always more. You have to have a personal compelling reason for wanting to buy a business and you have to be able to tie that back in your why as your motivators, as you're looking at opportunities. And so you'll also have to follow your gut when you're choosing a, a franchise consultant. Now, you have friends and family that you've referred to me, and I really appreciate that. And I just know that your friends and family are going to be equally as excited, if not more, to work with you directly. But as you talk to your friends and family, what advice do you give them or what advice would you give them on how to get the most out of the franchise exploration process to help them achieve their dreams? Ask lots of questions. Be patient, listen, 
take the validation process incredibly seriously. When you see on LinkedIn or Facebook or even on FDDs, when you see multi-unit franchisees coming back to the table for more, that's a really good sign. When you see individuals that are advocating for the brand and they really believe it, and ultimately we're all just humans. Everyone is just human being and living their life the way that they choose to. When you see these other people who are potentially your business partners, peers, uh, fellow franchisees, when you see them coming back to the well, that is an incredibly good sign, right? So take that validation process very, very seriously. Trust Trust these other individuals that are in there. They're not going to advocate for another franchisee to come into their system unless they believe in you too. Take the time to get to know them. Take the time to get to know the leadership of the brand that you're going into and study the numbers extensively. Don't be afraid to ask questions, regardless of whether you feel like the question is minuscule or not. It is a question that you have on your mind. Ask it. Push hard for information. And ultimately be committed to the process. If you're committed to the process and you follow the process down down the pipe from one step to another and just break it down, you'll come to a conclusion that you can't say no to. And like my Zaxby's friend said, it's an investment. It's no different than, than putting your money in a stock market or 401k or, but you can take this and you can sell it. You're not buying a job. You're, you're, you're creating something. You're just having the support system behind you to help you and ensure that you're successful. So I would just advise people to follow the process and surround yourself with good people. I think that's probably the best advice that you can give anybody. And I love that this guy 20 years ago told you this and it continues to come back. And I think, you know, as business owners and advisors, all of us on this podcast today, really, it's our job to share that information with people that might be seeking it out and maybe haven't heard about different, you know, strategic investment strategies. Now, Business ownership is different. It's different than getting an eight and a half percent return in the market. It's different than having an employer match your 401k. It's more work and we don't try to sugarcoat that at all. So when you're thinking through this, what did you really wish that you would have known before jumping into business ownership? If you could say, I wish I knew this, what would it be? I just wish I would have done it sooner. It is not for the faint of heart. There's no doubt about that. And when you're in the corporate life, you have the ability to pass off all kinds of stuff to other people. And you have a team of people around you that are helping do books and accounting and taxes and compliance and recruiting and um, policies and you know supply chain management and customer acquisition and blah, 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 blah. You have all that. Ultimately, when you own a business, especially a small one, it's on you. Like you look in the mirror and all that stuff is there, right? To me, that's empowering. That's uh, motivational. It is definitely not for the faint of heart. I mean, it's not a shortage of work. It's not a shortage of responsibility. But the ability uh, and the taste of freedom to make it yours and to have the confidence in yourself to know that you make the right decisions, you have the, the correct intuition, you are surrounding yourself in your business with the right people to drive this forward. I just wish I would have done it sooner. I found all the excuses in the world to be afraid to take the step through my years of back of being a street cop and, and Googling all these little small businesses all over the place. And I just wanted the, I, I wanted, I knew I wanted it. I didn't know how to get there. And what I wish I would have known earlier is that if you really break it down and you surround yourself with people and specifically call a good franchise consultant, 
you can break this down into pieces and it's obtainable. It is the, the entering franchising is designed for people who are new to entrepreneurship. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be scared of it. Just be aware, just be open and take every bite one piece at a time and, and you can do it. And so I think I probably know this, the answer to this next question, because you've, you've said it a couple of times in a few different ways, but I really want to drive it home. And I want to ask you again, what is your personal compelling reason for franchise ownership? Freedom, empowerment, perseverance, um, business ownership, to taste the freedom, all of that, but you pile it together and you have a support system. In my Smash business, I have a I have a business coach that I pick up the phone and I call him and I can work through strategy, anything I want with a guy. He'll always take my call. He helps my sales team and coaches them. Um, the, the Smash business hands us national accounts that I would never be able to walk into. I can't say never, but would be very, very difficult to get into without the support of a system. They hand me those accounts. Um, the understanding the support that goes on behind the scenes with a franchise, you are pay, you, there are fees to pay and there are royalties to pay. But if you understand what you're getting out of that, it's an investment, right? It, it is taking, so I pay technology fees in my franchise. But if I did this on my own, what am I going to be paying there? How many times am I going to go to the well and pick the wrong software? How many times am I going to go to the well and pick the wrong technology pieces as opposed to going to a system that has already ironed this out? And not only that, there's hundreds of other people all around the country that are going through the same struggles that I have. It's a network. It's all about relationships and having a, a, a to me, franchising is a business partnership. They don't work for me. I don't work for them. We're in partners together. They have a vested interest in my success and I have a vested interest in their success. And not only that, everyone around the country that's under the same brand. And as we're navigating through Ellie, there's so much collaboration and so much communication amongst the owners. And it's an emerging brand. And the reality is Ellie is still figuring things out. It's a brand new brand that's growing at a very rapid pace. I trust the system. I trust the people. They're open minded. Um, not everything is perfect, but we're pushing through it together as a team. And it, 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 you can taste the freedom. You can see where we're going. You can, it, it's just empowering and you have the support. You're not alone. The support is the number one thing. And, you know, I think Brittany and I have said a hundred times since launching our firm, one, there should be a franchise that prevents people like Brittany and I from choosing CRMs. And when you said the wrong technology package, thank God we were both on mute. I think we had a good chuckle about that because we've been down that road. We needed somebody to tell us what to do. But having a team and having people that are there that are cheering you on and also are in the exact same position. They understand what you're doing. It's great to just be able to call someone up on a good day and a bad day to say, hey, what are you doing with this? How are you doing? And I think, you know, that's unparalleled in any kind of business because you own the territory. You're not in competition. So you really are helping each other out to build that brand. So you've given us, you know, possibly a new tagline for our company amongst many, many other things today. I just want to know what's the best piece of advice you've ever received, Jamie? So I'll go twofold here, but um, I mean, so much you, you receive advice from people all throughout your life, from your parents, from 
leaders and people that you look up to and respect. And there's so much advice that everyone receives. And um, I, I think the two things that resonate with me most is um, focus on making more money and quit worrying about spending less. So I'm cheap by nature. And I find myself always wanting to take in, especially as a business owner, I'm always wanting to take everything on. And you realize that if I just spend 500 bucks a month to pay the bookkeeper to do my month end, that's time that I could go spend getting another customer for Smash. And that customer is sticky and will keep with me every single month. Right. That that it, it's a it, just spend a spend a little bit to save a lot. That's a and you'll make more money. And the other piece of it um, is just shut up and be open minded. And that was from. Brittany, when I went back to the well and said, I want another piece of, I want, I want another business. I'm looking for more. And she, we went through a, a song and dance of a couple different models and brands. And she said, I want you to look at this LE mental health thing. I said, no, 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 no. Like I watched Dave Chappelle last night. Matter of fact, we've binge watched Dave Chappelle and um, I might curse a little bit here and there. And I don't know about this touchy feely stuff with mental health. And um, Brittany basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, you were a lot more polite and professional about it, but shut up and be open-minded and, and just take a look at this for me. And it was a, it was sound advice. Um, one of those moments where you, you got to realize that not everything is a passion play and you can peel the layers of the book back, um, open the pages and read the chapters. And, and it's, you just can't judge the book by the cover. And I have a completely different perspective on counseling, mental health, therapy, the whole psychotherapy, the whole nine yards than I did before. So thank you for that. You know, I like that you wrapped with that because so often I get people on the phone and they do one of two things. They either say, I have no idea what I'm looking for, or they come to me with a very specific, I want a flower shop. I want a um, 10 minute oil change. I want insurance. I want ice cream. I want taxes. I want whatever. Nine times out of 10, they really don't because it's about the qualities that they're looking for in a business and that widget doesn't align with their goals or their qualities that you're looking for. So thank you for being open-minded and trusting in our process and taking a look at Ellie. And I know your wife is now part of the Repum team too and working with the Ellie brand. So I'm just so glad that reconnecting together has really worked out in so many ways. And we are thrilled to have you join our team. Your passion for entrepreneurship is evident and we're so excited to see you launch and work with clients very soon. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Brittany. Thank you, Sam. It's exciting. And I look forward to working with you both also and, and uh, advocating for clients for a long time to come. Welcome to the Fran family. We're excited to have you. So if you'd like to learn more about franchising and diversifying your portfolio through franchising, email us at info at franpathconsulting.com. Follow the Fran Path Consulting Podcast on Apple or Spotify. Please rate and review us five stars. You can also follow us on Instagram at FranPath, Facebook and LinkedIn at FranPath Consulting. Or go to our website, franpathconsulting.com, to take your free business assessment. Mm -hmm.